Hey everyone, welcome back to the Off the Monorails podcast. This is Jordan. I'm joined as always by Justin and by Ryan. What's up, fellas? What up, what up? Hello. Hello, hello, podcast. What's up? So uh, today we're going to take a step back in time, uh, back to when we got Ryan's feet wet into Disney. And back to the time that we've alluded to in past episodes, um, back February 2021, uh, Justin and I talked Ryan into going, taking a little guy's trip for the first time down to Disney and taking in a different side of Disney, taking in an adult side of Disney, things to do as an adult at Disney, have fun, loosen up, do stuff with the guys. Uh, So we're going to take you guys back in time with us. Uh, maybe it's your first time, or maybe you're trying to do the same with, uh, with, a uh, with someone in your life. You're trying to get, talk them into coming to Disney for the first time with you. Um, and maybe they're reluctant. So maybe this can be a, a little, a, a little nudge. So, uh, with that, we're going to dive back, put you in the time machine. Let's go back February, 2021. Let's take it. All right. So, um, I'll kind of tell the story from my point of view, since I was kind of the, the person that really experienced a revelation, if you will. Um, like Jordan said, November of 2020, him and Justin uh, ran the idea by me of, you know, hey, let's take a guy's trip down to Disney. We'll stay at a resort. Um, there's great restaurants, great drinks, stuff to do in the parks. So um, I said, you know what? Give it a shot. We haven't done anything together in a while. Let's uh, let's reconnect. So um they got me all booked up, have my reservations for the park link. Then we got our resort booked. Um, Jordan got us a preferred room at Disney's Pop Century Resort, which is one of the value resorts on the Skyliner route. Um, he got us a room in the 60s area with the Skyliner and Hourglass Lake View, and it was uh, ground level. So that was uh, pretty nice for for you know ease of access yeah and those rooms are i mean those rooms aren't bad at all right not I mean, at especially all. if you're not spending a, a ton of time in the room itself other than sleeping i mean it accommodated us just fine and especially with the proximity to that to the skyliner it was just golden had to have it oh yeah yeah i mean all we needed it for was a place to shower and a place to sleep and uh that's exactly what we did there and the rest of the time it served its purpose and some yeah, it was, the rest of the time we were hitting the parks and hitting restaurants and, and kind of enjoying some of the nightlife and, and the atmosphere that uh, Disney had to offer. So um, I remember, you know, getting off. I got off work that Friday morning because I worked night shift, um, came home, took a couple hour nap. Um, Justin came and scooped me up and uh, then it was off to Jacksonville to pick up Jordan. And from there, we hit 95 South to I-4 and... There we were in Orlando by you know by midday early afternoon. I remember the uh, I remember the moment we parked. Oh my god! Open those doors. Yep. To Pop Century, we christened the trip. <laughs> Let's just say a nice bottle of bourbon uh, met the pavement that day. As soon as we parked and opened the door, that bottle of bourbon just uh, like I said, it christened the trip. It uh, made made quite a mess. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a trip to remember uh, at that point. <laughs> yeah, not just any bourbon. It was Woodford Reserve. I cried. Yeah. <sighs> I don't even want to talk about it. That's just, that's bad juju. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it got better from there, but please continue, Ryan. Yeah, uh, we, we got our stuff to the room. Um, we was able to uh, avoid 
the the guest services counter. We was able to check in straight to the room. Uh, Justin and Jordan knew what they were doing, had our ducks in a row. So that saved us a good chunk of time. So we um, offloaded everything into the resort room. And uh, then they showed me what the Skyliner was. And turns out to be probably one of my favorite things that I've ever done at Disney was just the Skyliner alone. Um, such a clever way to tie this string of resorts into park access. Um, it's pretty incredible. I mean, Walt Disney was already a visionary with uh, transportation methods, but this was a way for them to kind of carry that torch for the the modern era. But um, we rode the Skyliner, which is, if you've never heard of it, the Skyliner is much so like a, a sky bucket, um, like a cable system that, that carries you in a, a car um, to your desired destination. So we ride it into Epcot. Um, I remember getting off the Skyliner at the station and getting to the turnstiles at Epcot and uh, kind of remembering I hadn't been there since probably the third or fourth grade and it looked nothing like I remember. Absolutely so, um, different. So what was our first stop uh, when we got into the park? Once we scanned in and kind of, you know, got into World Showcase, where do we go first? Uh, your favorite spot. Yeah, it's, it should be the first stop you take every time. <laughs> yeah, it's your current like first stop every time you get off the Skyliner run. It's uh, we went to the Rose and Crown, yes. and uh, enjoyed some stouts there. Uh, Ryan specifically got the Leaping Leprechaun uh, that has now became a staple for him, which is basically a classy Irish trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe what what was ours called, Jordan? Uh, uh, half and half, or something. They call it a half and half, but yeah, it's uh, Smithix and uh, or Smithix and Guinness, right? Guinness, or you could get it with Harp as right, well. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, it's just so tasty. Uh, and I got my drink off of a recommendation from Jordan because I haven't really been in there a whole lot, uh, so I wanted to try something fairly new to me, and uh, that was a good choice because I like Guinness, uh, so that was a good way to start it off, uh, and. Uh, to to our surprise, like all of our drinks were just absolutely just on point. Uh, walking away around World Showcase, going uh, onward more towards you know around to where Starbucks is and the port uh, refreshment port, uh, we decided to pull off there and introduce Ryan to a Epcot staple uh, that we have become accustomed to and have enjoyed ourselves. Uh, and you guys can't see it, and he's wearing the T-shirt. <laughs> yep, I am actually, literally, I am. <laughs> uh, my shirt literally says, I love poutine. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, you need to educate yourself. Stop at the refreshment port as soon as you get into World Showcase. As you're taking the right-hand side towards Canada, stop at the refreshment port, get you some poutine. Whatever the seasonal one is with the options on it, get it. Uh, you will not be disappointed, uh, especially it goes down nice with a, a decent stout. But, um, well, and, and for, for people that are not familiar with what poutine is, like, just think French fries, beef gravy, and cheese curds. That's, that's all you need, need to know. It's magic in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. So, so Ryan, let's, let's, let's hear your reaction from the time that you got to enjoy that and then how, like, we seated ourselves and enjoyed the, the moment. Oh, yeah, man. Um, you know, they have the the standing tables in front of refreshment port. They kind of have like a little cutoff area where there's a little, you know, kind of sideway sidewalk that uh, splits off from the main walkway. 
Um, you right there on the water. So you get to see, uh, the world showcase lagoon, um, get to people watch, but yeah, we, uh, we grab our drinks, get to grab a few sips of it. Cause uh, we're only probably, I don't know, a hundred steps away from the refreshment port when we walk out the doors of Rose and crown. So, um, we get up there, we order our poutine. They have it out within a couple minutes. Um, and we all, none of us had really eaten. We just had coffee and a couple of road snacks for the ride. So we were all starving, but we were also anticipating having a good dinner that night. So we were trying to just get something that would kind of hold us over for the afternoon. But, um, man, the, uh, the poutine, mm. that was some of the richest beef gravy I think Absolutely. I've ever had in my life. And, and every time I've had it since, it's so consistent. It's the same every time. <laughs> so good. I want some right now. And, <laughs> And to paint this uh, picture a little bit more for you, uh, the day that we chose to go down there, it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, kind of, if I recall right, I'm looking back in our pictures. We were in uh, hoodies and shorts, uh, and I remember it being slightly windy. So I would probably say it was in the low 60s, possibly high 50s. Um, but for Florida, that's that's gorgeous to us. Yeah. We, we absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, because all the while it was sunny also. Yeah, yeah. the sun was out glistening off of the uh, World Showcase waters. Uh, I mean, you couldn't go wrong. And this is back before they had that uh, big centerpiece for the, uh, the Fireworks Spectacular now completed. Uh, this was all still getting built. So you can imagine, like, just the, the amount of people that were there this time, uh, despite being in the middle of the pandemic. And then enjoying the poutine on a nice crisp day, and uh, mm. you know, it just it, it was such a, a a good atmosphere. It really was. Yeah, and then um, you know, from there, we we went around to the Mexico area and we jumped on the Three Cavaleros Grand Fiesta tour. But prior to that, we had to go ahead and kick off the guys' trip in a in a more traditional fashion and uh how how to do that other than around a tequila shop. Yeah, Cabo de Tequila. Um, yeah. Oh, fantastic. So some quality tequila. So good. God, it was so warm going down. <laughs> yeah, we found us a a little corner spot uh by the uh by the shops uh just outside of the uh the tequila joint and uh enjoyed these shots together and uh then hopped on the three cavaleros shortly after uh I mean that that that's how you do Epcot right there. Do a couple shots and hop on a ride. I mean, what better? Yeah, and then uh, well, from there, you know, after we got three Caballeros, I feel like we knocked out a few rides. I know we we jumped on Soren, we rode Nemo, uh, we got on Spaceship Earth. There was quite a few things that we we got on in a short period of time. And we really crossed out a lot of rides that day. Like well, we, we were just knocking them down. And Jordan and Justin both said that I got very spoiled for my first visit, that we pretty much walked on every ride that they normally wait upwards of an hour for. And I walked on to every single one of them. So they were they were kind of hating on me, but you know, still good whatever. to this day. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> I mean, let's just recall on that. Like Ryan's experiences at Disney just continue to shock us. Just as he's getting around so well and he's getting real lucky with these uh, wait times and just the experiences he's been able to do. He's caught on rather quickly. Yeah, I did. I did get my feet under me pretty quickly, but uh, I have you guys to thank for that because you guys gave me everything that was available to 
to look at as far as using the app to get around and make reservations and when to look for resort bookings. And, you know, those little things really added up to to take the stress out of any of my mm. trip planning, which is what it makes going to Disney fun. And it makes it where I, I can go more often because I'm saving money. I'm saving time. I'm not having to, you know, spend hours upon hours trying to book a trip. Like it's 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 flawless, really. And I got you guys mm, to thank you. Love that. you. Much love. Yes, sir. Likewise. So let's get back uh to the topic at hand here. So we did a good handful of rides around Epcot. Uh and if I remember correctly, we we went back to the resort and did a little swimming. Took a little midday well, break. Yeah, we after the rides at Epcot, we also got it we ducked into uh the japan pavilion as well yes walked yes, through yes. there got some got some take home some back some souvenirs some some little goodies um ryan brought back some some ramen and some his own personal set of uh professional chopsticks that ramen was so good i ate it at work the next week mm. oh it was so mm. good the miso pork oh yeah well yeah when it got um it got dark though uh on us pretty quickly after that um and it was one of those because of the time of the year epcot wasn't uh epcot wasn't open late uh, at night they weren't doing any fireworks yet or anything um so it's just so it's one of those weird times at epcot but also it was kind of perfect in its own right um so yeah we we hopped back on the skyliner ducked back over to pop century yeah we went back to the pool for a little bit um you know, kind of hung out and, and chilled for a little bit. And then we hopped back on the Skyliner after getting a shower. And uh, we, we hit Bar Riva for a little bit for the evening. I think that's where we had our dinner, where we had, uh, like, I had wings, I remember. Yeah. We all had the oven-roasted wings. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They fall off. They were so tasty. Uh, and that was a good recommendation that you had, Jordan, uh, from a previous yeah. uh, visit. That, that wrote the chunks of roasted garlic on them, dude. That's making oh my, my, God, my yes. flavor jets kick on right yeah. now. Yeah. I can, oh. yeah, if you haven't been to Bar Riva at the Riviera Resort, go. Uh, the the wings are one of the best things on the menu. By far. Uh, everything I've had everything I've had on that menu so far has been super great. Everything's super fresh. Um, even down to the salad. I mean, if you just are looking for something lighter, the salad is awesome there. So, uh, but yeah, we took in wings. We took in a couple drinks. Um, yeah, the drinks were heavy. Uh, so just so good. I mean, uh, love love Riviera and everything it has. Uh, and the scenery too. Uh, it was just a really good atmosphere because they had the little warmers underneath the uh, the seating area we were at. So yeah. we were able to stay warm. Um, while it was still cool outside, but it was a very cool episode. Yeah, and it's a beautiful property too. We got a chance to walk around, you know. Uh Ryan found a souvenir to take home as well um, <laughs> on our way back to the uh the Skyliner. Um but that's yeah, it's just that you know, it's just that's the beauty of staying on the Skyliner um line. You know, like on that on that line, you can have access to all these different resorts, which can offer all these different uh, food amenities or drink amenities or just different atmospheres. If you just want to take a nightly stroll, um, just, Skyliner offers you that and you can kind of get reap the benefits of stay, a, of a deluxe resort, you know, having a deluxe poolside bar, or deluxe drinks or uh, just some deluxe amenities. And you could be staying like we did at a value resort. Um, so. 
things to keep in mind when you're when you're thinking about what you want to do. Um, just it's important that Skyliner is a premium uh, when it comes to things. And like also, that. and also a side note to get that kind of access, you generally need to be booking the preferred room at uh, Art of Animation or uh, Pop Century. So keep that in mind. Yeah, just for the proximity of walking. Yeah, so um, so after we finish up at Bar Riva, um, by this time, it was uh, just about time for the Skyliner to close. So it was probably around 11 o'clock. Um, we decided to head back to the room, um, get showered up again, kind of because we knew we had a long day the next day, a uh, full day at the park and uh, dinner at Disney Springs. So we kind of took it in for the night and, and got settled in. Um, and then we... Fast forward to Saturday morning, and we were up bright and early, uh, probably 6.15-ish. Um, you know, got the coffee going, got everybody kind of stirred around, getting ready to uh, enter the virtual queue for Rise to Resistance. And, yeah, um, all three of us trying to get in there. <laughs> yep, and, and... What a fun time that was. Well, it, it was very fun because two of three of us got boarding groups. So, uh, we, <laughs> you know, got very lucky. Um, so, that was already, you know... By the by, seven o'clock, we were wide awake, jacked up, high fiving, like just amped up because we yeah, none of us had done rise to resistance yet. Yeah, and it so was it was a first. Yeah, and Ryan's first trip ever. <laughs> it gets, yeah. and 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 at the time of this particular trip that we're talking about, this is back when Rise of Resistance was a virtual queue attraction only. So yeah. you had to wake up early. Yeah, and it was only that you couldn't ride it otherwise. Uh, so you had to have a reservation confirmed and it would link to your magic band or you would not be able to write this. So it was, it was one of those where you had to wake up, you know, six, seven AM and be ready with like as many devices as possible and just refresh it as soon as the a lot of time dropped. And uh they're scooped up within seconds. So you have to be quick. But this is one of those times. That's why it was like we were all celebrating. Yeah. Uh when we finally got our reservation. So uh yeah we we throw our clothes on finish up our coffee and uh, jump on the Skyliner and uh, hop off at the Caribbean beach station and uh, turn left and hop on the next one to get to Hollywood studios. So um, we jump up in there and uh, I hadn't been to Hollywood studios probably since I was nine or 10 years old back when since it, was, it was labeled something else. Yeah, since <laughs> it was MGM. Yeah. We were the last time we were the three of us there were there together was probably when we were eight, nine years old uh, with our, with our moms uh, playing in the honey, I shrunk the kids play area. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was early to mid nineties. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That was a good memory to recall. Yes, it is. So when we got to Hollywood studios, the very first thing we went, walked straight down, none of us have been on Mickey's Mickey Minnie's runaway railway, except for Justin. Yep. So, and the wait time posted was only 30 minutes maybe. And so we decided Hey, why not? Let's just go ahead and wait. And I think we may have waited 15 minutes. Maybe. Yeah, it wasn't very long at all. Um, again, just another chalk another one up for Ryan um, on this trip. I'm going to take him with me every time. Uh, but so we got to take that in for the very first time. Yeah. Um, it, it was awesome. Cool, cool ride, cool technology. Uh, but then it was time to, it was time to get some breakfast. So. Took uh took Ryan to go see uh, Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Incredible. There's no other word. Just incredible. I mean, just the theming, just the, like the ambiance. You know, like you feel like you're on another planet. It's it's fully immersive. It really is. 
I think my favorite part of that is the like are the sounds. You know, when you're walking through and like it sounds like a yeah. ship just like flew over your head. Uh, it's that's what I yeah. I think that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's some little subtle things like that put you in that. And the fact that it's kind of built down into the ground so you can't see any of the surrounding skyline. Yep. All you see is the spires. So yeah. that's that's the good little touch. Yeah, the visuals are just killer. So what what do we have at uh at Ronto Roasters whenever we stop there for a quick bite to eat? Well, I think it's probably the only thing you should ever get from Ronto's Roasters is a Ronto wrap. Uh, especially the breakfast one. I mean, the breakfast one is on another level. Yeah. The Ronto wrap. Smoked sausage, eggs, peppercorn sauce, oh, cheese. So good. Uh, yeah, it really is. I could eat probably five of those right now. <laughs> that peppercorn sauce is like just primo. Wash it down with a good ice cold croissant cooler. Oh, right now. Oh. Absolutely. I'm with Never you. too early for one of those. Mm. That's a good breakfast. Croissant <sighs> cooler. Mm-hmm. Man, y'all got me daydreaming. Not going to lie. I'm just taking a moment to reflect. Breakfast of champions. Such a good time. (laughs) And you got to remember, like, this is as soon as the park is opening. So, like, we're talking 830-ish around that time in the morning uh, in February of uh, Florida. So, the sunrise, I mean, it it was just starting to come over the, uh, the spires. So everything on the ground was just starting to get some sunlight to it. I mean, just the visuals were just great. It was, oh. Yeah, man. And um, if I do recall correctly, we actually got a fairly early boarding group. So by the time we finished our breakfast, I think we went ahead and got in the line for the virtual queue for Raster Resistance. Yeah, pretty sure. I think you're right. So... So we, we get in for that, and that was a very cool moment because it was my first time being there but it was also everyone's first time experiencing this ride so we all got to get that organic first experience together on that and that that really to me was like the pinnacle of the trip was everybody got to do something new together i think that was really neat and that ride alone that was the the newest attraction at the time uh of recording that or or the time of that trip so the immersion level and the just attention to detail that they made inside of that attraction. I mean, it just incredible, just absolutely incredible. And all of us, you know, I'm a, I'm a star Wars junkie. I love star Wars. Uh, these two probably not as much as me, but they do have some liking of star Wars and they were blown away by it just as much as I was. Yeah, it was, a. Uh... It was it was unlike anything I'd ever ridden before as far as uh, as far as attractions go. There was a there was a lot of thought put into how this ride was gonna look and feel. You can definitely see that. So we, we finished Rise of Resistance, thoroughly enjoyed that experience there, and then uh we mostly on over into Toy Story Land where I believe we hit up Slinky right off the rip. Uh if it wasn't Slinky, it was Toy Story Mania. I cannot remember the exact you know uh, order that we went in there uh, but we did partake in both of those uh attractions uh and it was again ryan's first time so uh ryan what were your thoughts of toy story land going in there you know that's a childhood that that one hits home that that's our heart right we grew up with that we grew up with andy and the toys so uh 
what was your thoughts? Um, I, I'll kind of repeat myself on how we uh, we felt about Galaxy's Edge. It's just so immersive. Um, the detail. Um, you you walk in. You walk into the the entrance of that area, and you automatically feel like you're tiny because you have connects blocks and Jenga, and you have Rex standing beside the Jenga tower. Um, you have giant Christmas lights. Um, all kinds of Milton Bradley board games, everything's branded, uh, you name it. It's just, it makes you feel like a tiny toy all the way down to Andy's giant shoe footprints in the concrete as you walk through Toy Story Land. It's just, everything is so well tied together that it it, it keeps you in that moment. And not only that, but all these like board games and the toys that you're mentioning, these are dated to our childhood. Yes. Like these are things that we actually played with when they were actual things. And seeing that stuff for the first time myself, uh, I got to experience Toy Story Land uh, the week it opened. Uh, so it was uh, just incredible. The, the attention to detail that they did for that specific portion of Hollywood studios. Uh, and then for you to be able to experience it with us, you know, I got to see you have that reaction. Like, I know what that feels like. And yeah, especially with us being '90s kids, and Toy Story was our childhood. To be able to to live that movie is just it's incredible. Never thought it would have happened. Yeah, and you know, we all imagined like you know being toys and how that would have been, you know, uh, to be to be a toy in Toy Story. And now when you go to Hollywood studios, you can live out that dream. Like it it was such a cool moment for people our age, you know, low thirties and, you know, upper twenties folks that grew up with toy story can go in there and they can become a kid again. Like, and I see it every single time I go in there, like you'll see parents be just as giddy, if not more than their children because their children just don't have that connection like we do it's me i'm that guy (laughs) yeah exactly and and we connect with that on a different level look at me (laughs) so so one of the more clever things i've seen in the theming of toy story land was in front of andy's lunchbox where it's either the tables or the chairs are the baby bell cheese wheels yeah i just think i don't know what it is about it but that is so clever to me and you know what i like i like the uh the benches right there that are the used popsicle sticks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So like, they actually have the coloring, like the discolored. Yeah. The staining uh, from the pops- popsicle. Yeah. 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 It's just, I love that little subtle touches, man. I'm telling you, like you, you could just look around in toy store and just pick out just anything that, that just, it'll just spark your memory or, or uh, a child, you know, the child within you. Um, just a good core memory. Yeah, it really is. Hey, nice in and out reference. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite things about uh, Toy Story Land is how they utilized the uh, the blocks for the restrooms, like how they themed the outside of that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's nice. So um, after we get done, you know, riding some rides and kind of taking in some of the scenery, um, we decided to uh, go over to the Baseline Tap House and experience a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of food and drink action over there. So uh, what do you guys recall of uh, of that little stop? Oh, man. Baseline is one of my absolute favorite places at Disney. I feel like I have 
a good amount of favorite places at Disney, but baseline is baseline is fantastic. I mean, the people watching, oh, Im- impeccable. Uh, the drink selection, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the prices actually pretty incredible. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, I think, $9, $10 for a 22-ounce craft beer. Yep. It, it costs you $7, $8, $9 for a bottle of Bud Light at a stand. Yep. I mean, just if they ever, if you go to Baseline, choose your beer. They got plenty to choose from. And then you can even get flights if you want to try several. Yeah. And then they're going to ask you one question, and you only have one answer to it. They're going to say, would you like the regular size or the large? large. You say the large. <laughs> that's, that's the only answer you need to give them. Um, it's all about saving money, people. Just think about it, economics. Um, but they have great food to choose from as well. Some like good classic bar snacks. They have great pretzel uh, with beer, cheese, and mustard. They have great charcuterie uh, that we got as well. Um, and just a good atmosphere. They have they got that nice like porch that's got some high tops, got some low tops with some umbrellas covering them. Uh, they got, got some shrubbery around it. Yeah, they got the section of the high top kind of counter where we actually stood uh, that wraps around the big tree in the middle of it. Right. Um, and just like a great little, you know, a great atmosphere just to take some time. Again, not be in the hustle and bustle of trying to get to point get A to, to everything. point B. Yeah. Yeah. Take a, take a, uh, a you know, Make a mandatory break for yourself and go enjoy baseline because we did. Yeah, hit the reset button and then get back going. Yeah. Plus, how can how can you turn down a warm pretzel with beer cheese and a couple of nice pints? I would, how do you I, turn that down? I, mean, I take it right now. You're speaking my language. I would take that right now for real. And and baseline too provides uh, some entertainment and you know <laughs> you get to see some characters. Um, not not well, did not we? Disney characters, not people in costume, but just people that are having a little too much fun, or uh, people that are. You can tell they're having a lot of fun at uh, at Disney that day. We'll just put it that way. Maybe they've visited mm-hmm. Baseline a little too much, a couple of times throughout <laughs> a short period of time. Yeah. But uh, so you get a, you get some fun experiences, get to meet some uh, interesting people. Uh, so you never know what you're gonna what you're going to run into a baseline. And that's why it's one of my favorite places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that was a fun experience that we got to, to partake in, in that specific day, uh, trying to help out, uh, some, some folks that were near us that, uh, were having some issues. So, uh, we had some fun with that. We'll just say, we'll just leave, leave your minds to ponder about that. But, uh, it was, a uh, it was a good, uh, memory for us to recall upon. Yeah. So, um, what, what, I don't think we really did anything after that. We kind of just moseyed around the park and chilled out. And then yeah. I think we just kind of slowly made our way back mm-hmm. to the resort. I think we, yeah, so we we left, uh, got back on the Skyliner uh, after that and went back to the hotel and uh, grabbed grabbed some beers, went to the pool and uh, just had a you know 30 minutes, hour, just chill time in the pool before we set to head off uh, later for dinner that night at Disney Springs. Oh man, Disney Springs. Yep. So uh, let, let's talk about this, uh, the build up to going to Disney Springs. So we had a, a nice relaxing time at the pool to kick off, you know, being in the parks, uh, got back to just relaxed 
had a couple of beers with us. You know, the the squad was was very well relaxed and ready for the evening knife nightlife that uh, we were going to partake in at Disney Springs. Uh, this particular evening, uh, when we were walking around Disney Springs, we all decided as a unanimous vote that we were going to uh, have dinner at Wine Bar George. Well, and see the funny the funny part about that was we went to Disney Springs with no reservations. We didn't really Correct. have a plan. We had considered Polite Pig and a few other um, suggestions, but then we just decided to kind of walk and just, if something looked good, we were going to eat there. Yeah, we actually went over to Hangar Bar to try to get into there and maybe grab a bite to eat and a drink there. Um, and I put our name actually on the list at Hangar Bar. And while we were staying there waiting, you know, we only had our name on the list at Hangar about five minutes. I just pulled up open table i think and i found a reservation like at that moment in time available immediately at wine bar george and so hey let's let's take it and let's run with it and especially we were there uh we were there just after uh ryan's birthday yep and just before mine and uh justin's birthday so we said you know what let's treat ourselves let's go over to wine bar george have a nice little like uh guy celebration and uh which was our first time uh any of us at wine bar george and i'm just gonna say it did not disappoint uh, oh my god my dude uh, we got pictures to prove it we'll post those as well um but let's dive into into wine bar george let's dive into some drinks and the food um your thoughts that old-fashioned man that old-fashioned it was premium, right? Like it was just God almighty, I mean, so good. That old fashioned was just out of this world, uh, and that's how we started our dinner off. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, in the atmosphere, I mean, we we sat outside. It was a beautiful, oh, beautiful night. night. Beautiful night. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better weather. You couldn't ask for a better service. Um, our server, she was fantastic. She, and I wish I could remember her name. I know she, she took so, so, you know, she took extra care, Very of, good us. care of us. Um, and just talked us through, uh, what they were actually using in the old fashioned. Um, it's just really good, really good attention to detail. Uh, she was there. She knew we were having a good time and she just amplified that, uh, which was really, really cool. She did. And, and I think the old fashioned was actually her recommendation. Um, since we told her that we were there, you know, celebrating, I believe that she actually told us the old fashioned would be her personal recommendation for the drink of choice. Yeah. And yeah, she didn't steer us wrong. Yeah. No, she didn't. She even put a birthday candle in mind to blow out and saying happy birthday Love to it. me. So got a video like to prove that one. Just, just took everything to the next level. It was, it was spectacular. So let's move on from the drink to the main course. Uh, well, we had appetizer first. True. Remember yeah. the um, the macaroni and cheese balls. Oh, so, so let me let me put this into perspective for the listeners here. We each ordered something, but we compiled it together. So we had a lot to choose from, and and had variety to sample what Wine Bar George was about. Uh, and we all chose something specifically different for this purpose. And gentlemen. Yeah. 
(laughs) That meal did not disappoint. It served its purpose, all right. Uh, We we had the macaroni and cheese uh, bites, the fried bites, which are insane. and the, the the most incredible thing I've ever ate. Oh seriously. my gosh! We had the pork pluma, which melted in your mouth. It was, and uh, that chimichurri skirt. Right. Yes, sir. The asparagus. Uh, the asparagus. I am not an asparagus eater whatsoever. That asparagus we had that night was just out of this world yeah. amazing. And asparagus just made the podcast. I mean, who would have thunk? <laughs> the yeah, just. Stay the, what the potatoes though. Um, every uh, oh, those potatoes were so good. I'm tripping on my words right now because I'm salivating, <laughs> dude. I'm looking at the picture of that meal right now, and it is just like, oh my gosh. And, and see that 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 entree, they what they do is they serve these, uh, they have the skirt steak and another uh entree, I think it's fish. They are family style plates, so they serve two to four people. So this skirt steak plate was probably two feet mm-hmm. long, and so was the so was the steak, and it come lined with potato a bed of potatoes underneath, and then uh, the chimichurri sauce and the asparagus, all like planked together, just like his beautiful presentation. But that plate was seventy six dollars, but we split it three ways. So if you think about that, it's like twenty something bucks a piece for a, a awesome steak dinner, and um, it's totally worth it. Yeah. To me. Totally. So if you're, yeah, I think that's a great point, Ryan. Is you know, if someone's looking at Wine Bar George and considering it, and then they look at the menu like, oh no, I'm I can't afford that. Take that in consideration. Take in consideration that you can split most of these plates one, two, three, four ways, um, and so it makes it very, it makes it affordable. Then, um, so I would, it's a great point to to keep in mind. And, and we left her stuffed. I remember just like, I mean, stuff just beaming with disgust to myself. Like, cause we ate so much. It was fantastic. Oh, it's so good. I do it all over again right now. So yeah. does, um, anybody recollect where we had our food coma recovery at? <laughs> yeah, that would be a uh, house of blues, right? Man. What a way to cap off the night. And we were there for a hot minute too, boys. <laughs> hey, drinks and live music. It's great. If you haven't been to House of Blues, uh, especially like on a Friday, Saturday night, um, on the outside bar, not the inside. Yeah, the outside porch bar is fantastic. Um, it's a fantastic environment. They've got live music right there on the porch, so you can sit out in front of the like the picnic tables and stuff they have there. We're off to the side, like we did, um, right at the uh, outside bar area, and it's just a great time. It's just a great way to take in some entertainment take a load off, just sit and listen, get some drinks, um, just talk, enjoy each other's company. Um, and that's exactly what we did. It was just a really good time. And to piggyback off what Justin said, that we was there for a hot minute. We were there long enough that we actually ate another meal there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> so, the brisket mac and cheese. Yeah. If you go to House of Blues Bar, get the brisket mac and cheese. Otherwise, you have done yourself a disservice. Oh, man. I completely forgot about that. We absolutely didn't have a second meal that evening. I actually got a couple of free beers that night because it was my birthday and the bartender was being nice. It's, it's always be it's yep. a friendly reminder. Be nice to your bartender. That's it, man. I got a few free yinglings out of that. And I, I got a hurricane that could that could fuel a rocket. Yeah, I remember that <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good times, man. Oh, it's good times. Yeah. Take me if back. you can't tell, like, we had a really good time on this 
specific trip. Like, and this was Ryan's first time coming to Disney to experience as an adult. And you're hearing Ryan throw out all these adjectives like fantastic, great, you know, all these different things. And it was Ryan's first time. Like, this is what opened the door wide open for his current experiences since then. Well, and, and it, it also entails the fact that you guys pulled out all the proper stops to make sure I had that, that good of a time. So that's where, you know, once we all started doing these things together and then we got together for a second time and uh, made another trip out of it, we kind of realized that, hey, um, we kind of got something here. So, you know, this this whole story was really what kickstarted everything, kickstarted the idea, kickstarted just us creating what this is now and and hopefully we get yep. to create it into something even more with with y'all's help so um I, I you know this has been such a feel-good uh episode for me just just reflecting on on that time together it was it was just it was one of those times that we hadn't had a trip like this or hadn't had time like this together with just us right like we've we've had times together but with our families with you know with the kids um, spouses, parents, even, uh, you know, but to have just good quality time with just the guys, especially us, we grew up, uh, so close together, you know, and, um, such a, as part of, a, you know, each other's lives as much as we could. And then, you know, you get older and you, you, life happens and you have responsibilities you have to take care of. And I think it's important. I think it's an important reminder for, people to try to stay in touch and try to keep those connections alive because it can turn into something like this. I mean, we don't take that trip. We don't start this podcast. Yep. And you know, we it's, it's rekindled our relationships. I feel like it's, yes. you know, it's, it's enabled, it's enabled. Look at what it's just enabled for our families. Look what it's, I mean, mm-hmm. for you, Ryan, like you're, it's enabled your family. Now you're, you're, and you, you know, your kids get to go to Disney a lot now and you get to see and make those memories with them and um, just put a smile on their face, you know, and I know how that makes you feel. Cause I, you know, get the same feeling when I see my kids right. there and, yep. and, uh, and, you know, like, you know, Justin and I have taken our kids together. Jordan and I have taken our families together. So we're all being, being able to mesh these trips together some too and experiencing our children, seeing this stuff together and that, like Jordan said, it makes it worth it tenfold just seeing the joy in our kids' eyes. That's what it's all about. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't know if this is just a cry out for urging you to go uh, to go try this, but um, you know, I think this the big a big takeaway for for this recap. I love walking down memory lane and jumping into this time machine with you fellas because this was this was a good time. This was uh, it was a hell of a trip. Well, I mean, listen to all the laughs that we were having recalling some of these things. Like, that trip really, it, it's like our cornerstone for this podcast. Yeah. And uh, honestly, and I, I'm willing to say that it is the cornerstone and the benchmark for how how we hold ourselves to this podcast. And um, I think that the experiences from that specific trip are what really is it's like that the ember that will never go away that's going to keep sparking more and more fires for us to have more ideas to do down the road uh together you know as all three mm-hmm. of us are able to do it 
Uh, if it's not all three of us, two of us can do it with our families. Uh, or if it's just our one family that's going down, we have the ability to take all these uh, different trips, mesh them in together, bring some critical information forward in the podcast for viewers. But then we have times like this where we can reflect on it and remember those good times. And it's, it's, it's a good feeling, you know, to, and, and you're thankful that you did take that leap of faith. Like with Ryan, like he took the leap of faith of following mine and Jordan's advice and followed us through on this. And now he's invested as an entire family into Disney to be able to do this for his family. So it, it's, it's, it goes beyond finances. This is like, how does it make you feel inside? And us recalling this, like all these smiles that I'm seeing, you know, on, on our videos and, you know, the laughter that we're enjoying together tonight. Like that's what this is all about. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a disclaimer, these guys made me a believer. So, you know, they, they make a good case for, for everything Disney has to offer. And um, I'm thrilled that they've allowed me to be a part of this. And they um, took me under their wing, for lack of a better term, and um, and showed me that Disney is more than just a kid's theme park, that it, it can be so much more. Um, Disney itself is a destination for anyone and everyone. And um, it's going to be like that for years to come. And it's only going to get better. And not only that, but watching Ryan learn the ropes of navigating around Disney, you know, how we're trying to educate you know, our listeners, uh, watching Ryan live that, uh, education out. And now as an, uh, Fortunato, uh, getting around Disney and doing things at Disney, you know, you, you could put, you know, a blindfold on Ryan, drop him off on a bus anywhere and he could figure his way out. You know, that's where we're at now with Ryan. Uh, and watching him get to this point has been pretty cool. Cause he's, you know, taking it head on, going on trips by himself and, has learned some of these things and has actually texted me and Jordan back about some things that he has found. And we're like, we didn't even know about that or we've never tried that. We want to try that now. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's been a cool experience for us to see Ryan learn in the short amount of time that he has to now being on a podcast to try and educate others. Like it's been a really, really neat year. Uh, and honestly, it's kind of like a year of reflection now for Ryan. It really is how much he's learned. Yeah. And uh, and how much he's, uh, growth he has uh, done from being a, a an annual pass holder himself now. So honestly, Ryan, this is uh, kind of like your episode. <laughs> it, it really is uh, just uh, getting you involved in the Disney uh, way of life and uh, doing things as an annual pass holder. You know, for all them years or not years, but all them times that you were buying tickets out of pocket, like you were spending more and more money than any of us did. Um, and now you're a pass holder and you're seeing the reason to become a pass holder because you're saving money from what you were doing last year. So uh, you've, you've come such a long way. Yeah. Um, couldn't have done it without you guys uh, getting me started off on the right foot. That's for sure. Um, you know, it has been a, it has been a long year. Um, and I feel like I have come a long way as far as being able to get around. Um, but, you know, being able to get off on the right foot with you guys kind of show me the way I wouldn't have done it any other way. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled that we were able to um, get this podcast off the ground. 
and kind of take take our concept and bring it to life because this is this is really something I feel that's special that that I think people can gravitate towards. And Absolutely, I feel like I feel like we can help a lot of people out there that you know will go through the same the same trials and tribulations that I did. Um, you know, getting your feet wet and, and kind of getting familiar with with uh, the parks and the resorts and the reservation systems and but uh, hopefully we can create a shortcut for those people with that that knowledge gap. Yeah. So. We hope you enjoyed this walk down memory lane with us. Uh, I know we enjoyed it. And so uh, we ask that you go out to all the socials, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Follow us, like us, subscribe to us, uh, wherever you're listening to us at, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or any other platform. Uh, we ask you to give us a rating, leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you like. Positive or negative, we'll take it. Uh, we'll take all feedback. Uh, we just hope that someone's listening, and we hope that someone's getting some of this from it. So uh, with that being said, I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails.